from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America. And welcome to part two on this beautiful Monday evening, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, second hour of Live from America from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire. Thanks for joining in, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And we had a great show this morning. We had a great show lined up for tonight. Uh, got great news, upcoming guests. It's People are starting to finally reach out to Live from America to come on, and it's really incredible. It is, it's, it's actually an honor to know that the people that are reaching out to this platform is because of the hard work that we've all done together. I didn't do it. You didn't do it. We did it together. And that shows exactly what you can do going from the backyard, ranting and raving, to actually making a difference in society, in politics, in your political party, and, and, and just in general. So I would like to give you guys a round of applause for making a massive difference in, in the way that we're shaping the new Republican Party. Because you guys truly deserve more than a hand clap. You deserve the world. So thank you all, and may God bless each and every one of you. We are live, ladies and gentlemen, on social media and digital TV right now. Firestick, Rumble, Roku, YouTube. And you can listen to the podcast on JeremyHerald.com or iHeartRadio. Tune in or Radio.com and as well as RSS.com. Corn Pop says, I love LFA. How about a Smarty for us? Come on, man. Come on, man. You guys are definitely going to get the Smarty of the Award of the Year at the end of the year. So don't worry about it. Let's go do some shout-outs real quick. Florida. Florida a Florida girl 185 says, Good evening, Jeremy. Did you hear that Walt Disney World is mandating all non-UN employees to get vaccinated within 60 days? I know, because the U, uh, the union is sticking up for their employees, but the non-union employees are definitely getting the bad end of the deal. Dina from Arizona says, So love your show, and I so love you, Dina, or Ozzy18, as your name says. Angel Eyes is in the building, watching live from America. Thank you so much. Trump is going to open a can of whoop a dollar sign, dollar sign. I agree with you. And it's going to be a thing of beauty to watch when it all unfolds. Um, let's see. Alyssa Loves USA says, I think Corn Pop is a girl. How dare you assume his gender? News is fake. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And uh, let's see. Uh, 8212 Dar says, hello from Michigan. It's the LFA family time. Yahoo! Uh, let's see. Sheila Serino is watching. Andy Henry says, good evening, Jeremy. And live from America family, it's Suzanne S. I would think that's Suzanne Susson from New Jersey. Darlene McDuff is in the house from Florida. God bless you, Darlene. Thanks for joining in. Hector from Socialist New York City. Well, we got a little bit to talk about New York City tonight. Let's shoot over to uh, YouTube because I know we got Kelly Bruno over there watching the show. Susan Miller says, I love your show, Suzanne, maybe. I love your show. Watch daily, usually on Rumble, but unable to comment yet on YouTube for now. Hmm. Well, hopefully you can figure that out soon. Russ Brizendine is also watching. We got 13, 14, 15-year-olds. We got 7- and 8-year-olds. Snapdragon is also watching on uh, YouTube. Patricia Burns says, Hello, Jeremy and LFA family. PA needs a kick in the butt. Please phone Senator Doug Mastriano and give him some support. I think that's going to be on the list later on this week as well. Douglas Cowgill is watching. Thank you very much. My birthday, you missed me uh, in the AM. Who is that? Hi, Jeremy and Patriots. It's my birthday, Nancy. Nancy says it's her birthday. Well, I wonder if that's your real name, Nancy, but either way, I will say happy birthday to you. I do this every day now. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nancy. Happy birthday to you. Come on now. Happy birthday. I hope you have a good one. Mary's birthday as well, so we got a lot of people whose birthdays is today. Jeremy, make my day. Deb Yoakum from Tennessee, and of course we've got Jennifer Rice and Doris both watching from YouTube, and Doris is from Alabama, and we got a little bit to talk about about Alabama today too. 
She's my Alabama Jamma. He's my Dixieland Delight. Woo! Yes, I forgot to show you the video of me and my daughter dancing this weekend because she wanted Daddy Daughter Day to be full of, you know, 13-year-old girl stuff. And dancing was one of them. So we had to make a video, and we did that. And if you haven't seen it, I will show it at the end of the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, also got a couple shout-outs to do here because, you know, I opened some gifts, as usual. Um, so, first of all, to Annette Smith. Actually, you know what? Let's do this one first. Deb Gross. And the only reason why is because I have it on the top of the pile. Deb Gross sent me, and I know it's hard to see here because I haven't unplasticed it yet. But let me put that up in the camera right there. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a fighter plane. Oh, but not just any fighter plane. <laughs> Let me read to you why I got sent a fighter jet. Dear Jeremy, the corrupt faker, poser, illegitimate brain failure guy named Joe says we need F-15s to fight the government. So here's one for you. Hope you can find a nice little spot in your studio or your home to keep it at ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Deb Gross, for my very own F-15 to fight creepy, sleepy Beijing Biden, the sniffer and thief's threat to eradicate American citizens with nukes and F-15s. I definitely needed that. So thank you very much, Deb Gross, and God bless you for that and the nice words and the card that you sent. Also, Annette Smith. Annette Smith sent me a flag, a book, a shirt, and a donation. But not just any flag, and not just any shirt. Check this out. This is an Appeal to Heaven t-shirt. Check that out. Appeal to Heaven. Now I'll read to you what it says. It says, The pine tree flag was one of the flags used during the American Revolution. The flag featuring a pine tree with the motto, An Appeal to God, or more usually, An Appeal to Heaven, was used originally by a squadron Six cruisers commissioned by George Washington. I did not know that. So this is truly a great gift. I love learning things, and that was what I learned today. I also got a flag and a book that say the same thing. So really, really awesome, and I appreciate that very, very much. I'd also like to um, thank Angela Wasney. I hope I say that right, dear, uh, for your donation as well. I got that in the mail today. Now I want to give you guys a schedule update. Um, the month of August and July have been a really rough month with having to do things going into the weekend, which is why I've taken a couple of the evening Fridays off. And I promised you that if I did take every other Friday off for whatever reason, that I would come to you with a Sunday special show, um, you know, geared towards the message, the gospel. So I want to give you an update on the next couple weeks, the next two Fridays, I will be gone in the evening. This Friday coming up, I have a, uh, a bachelor party. Uh, well, as well, as well as you can have a bachelor party at this age. Uh, but just go, doing some, going out and doing some fishing uh, for the weekend, some deep sea fishing with my buddy uh, who's uh, getting remarried. And him and I have been friends for 30 years. So I'll be gone this evening, this Friday evening. But we'll be doing a show Sunday evening. At around 3 p.m., early evening, I guess you could say for where I am, 3 or 4 p.m., haven't really figured that out yet, but I will let you know as the week goes on, and we're going to have a couple pastors on, and we're going to have a special show on Sunday. The following Saturday, uh, or weekend, is my birthday, and we're doing some camping, so we'll be out of town, and we're leaving that Friday. So just to let you know, that's the schedule for the next two weeks. Of course, we're going uh, to sprinkle in some Sunday shows in there so that we can at least, you know, continue to stay engaged because when we go three days without talking to the better part of three days it just doesn't work out so well not for me not for anybody so gonna have a couple uh pastors on next sunday this coming sunday coming up uh and it'll be about three it'll be either three or four o'clock i haven't figured that one out yet it's gonna depend on their schedule okay so speaking of sundays and speaking of talking about the lord let's go to our jesus calling book okay and let's focus on the Lord. And this is a really good one, guys. I read these, obviously, before every show. And I really try to stay in tune with what it's saying. So that when I, and I pray that when I, when I read these to you guys, that it really resonates as it does with me when I read it. So August 2nd, the evening version of Jesus Calling, says this, folks. There are indeed many measures of success in the world. And most of them are meaningless. 
To avoid confusion, you need a rule of thumb. Seek to please me. Just that simple, folks. The more you commune with me as you go throughout the day, the more you walk in my ways. And we spoke about this last week, too. We spoke about trying to involve him as you would anybody. Trying to involve him in everything that you do, even if you think that it's a small, meaningless thing. Because some of the best times that you spend with God are doing the most minuscule, tiny little things. Use those times to really reach out to him, folks. Use those time to really reach out to them. Somebody said, I look great. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Must be the uh, heavenly, heavenly glow that I have. So, again, the more you commune with God as you go through the day, the more you walk in his ways. Now, from Matthew 22, 37 and 38, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Now, before I read from the next uh, verse that this devotional is pulling from, I want to highlight that for just a second. When you read a prayer, when you read a verse, when you read from Jesus' calling, when you say the Lord's Prayer, which we say before the start of every show, really try to put your mind, body, and soul all in tune together. Okay? Think about focusing on the cross, focusing on the suffering that Jesus went through. Think about the, feel the joy inside your chest when you, when Jesus is actually there for you, when you need him and you reach out to him. I'm sure you've all experienced somewhat of, uh, of some joy at some point. So think about, focus on the cross and the suffering, feel the joy, and then let your Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit inside you touch your soul. If you can combine all three of those, mind, body, and soul, when you're focusing on God or spending time with God or, or reading or whatever it is that you're doing, that's when things make a real difference. They really do. Uh, and, and focus on doing that. It's about just aligning your senses. That's all. The next one is Jeremiah 6.16, which says, This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your soul. And before you turn out the light tonight, stay in touch with me as tomorrow approaches so that the light of my presence can illuminate your path. And it does every single time that you ask it to. Every single time. There is not a time where I ask for God's help, where I don't feel some kind of, uh, some kind of joy or some kind of relief, or like something was lifted off my shoulders, or there's not been a time that I said, Hey, God, can you help me out? And he goes, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> You're good. Toughen up. Come on, man. Toughen up a little bit. You got this. You don't need me. No. We need him all the time. Every single time. And I see somebody on Rumble said, CNN bailed. I can only assume that you're talking about the uh, interview with Greg Locke. I thought it was back on. But apparently, looks like they bailed. So, Kate Sanchez says, there's mental illness and a lot of baggage, but God can work miracles. I know. She is 100% correct. God bless you for saying that, Kate Sanchez. And now, please, say the Lord's Prayer with me. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what race you are, because you're only a human. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care where you are from. Ladies and gentlemen, please, remove your hat. Put your cup aside. Put your drink down. Put your coffee aside. I'm looking at you face to face. I need you all your attention right now to say the Lord's Prayer with me. So let's do this. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Corn Pop said subtitles, please. Yes, come on, Rumble. Let's hit us with some subtitles, will you? We need those here on this platform. A lot of people have hard of hearing, or hard of hearing, and they really need to have some uh, some subtitles on this platform. So that's something that I will ask for, and it's something I completely forgot to ask for the last time that I spoke to somebody from there. So, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? I'm ready to start the show. Are you ready to get to the first and foremost section? Because if you are, and you have not done this yet, it takes one second. Look down. Look to your left, and you'll see a like button or a plus button. If you're watching on social media, Rumble or YouTube, hit one of those, 
and then just click share and go down and share it to five people. Five people on your messaging board, your Instagram messaging, or just send it into a group. And let's get those numbers looking the way they do at the 11 o'clock show, because we were at about 7,000 just this morning on Rumble. So thank you all for that. First and foremost, let me get this out of the way, because it's bothering me, and it's something that my wife and I had an extensive conversation about today. So my wife hears me getting ready for my show every day, all day. She hears me playing videos. She hears me replaying videos. She hears uh, interviews that sound completely whack, out of whack, uh, weird. She hears people that say the dumbest things because I'm going through hours and hours and hours of footage constantly to try to find truth in the stories that I want to bring to you guys, okay? So she's always hearing me uh, specifically in the last year and a half about COVID, 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 COVID. My wife seems to know more about COVID than the school board or the New Hampshire Health Department. Why? Because it's constantly being talked about at my house through some kind of screen somewhere in the house. Okay? So today, um, she heard me playing that old video where Bill de Blasio was going, and I'll recreate it for you. Ready? Let me just recreate it for you because it's the easiest way to do that. Remember when Bill de Blasio tried to say and bribe people for french fries and hamburgers to get the vaccine? Well, she heard that, and she goes, what is that? So I, and I, I acted it out for her, and then, I, and, then, and she goes, that's not real, and then I played it, and she's like, oh, wow, that's actually happened? So he's like, remember, he grabs the fries, and he's like, wait a minute, you're telling me that, and then he starts eating the fries, and I have to make the sound that he made while he was eating the fries, because that's what makes this cringy and creepy. And he says, you mean there's a... I can get a, uh, I can get a free fry, a free basket of fries if I, mm, if I get the vaccine. Mm. Oh, but wait a minute! You didn't tell me there was a, there was a burger element to this too, and I want to be respectful of all people's, you know, faiths and walk of life. But if you enjoy a good, uh, if you enjoy a good burger, I want you to know there's a burger element to this too, and, mm, 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 and every time you take a bite of the burger, I want you to think vaccine, mmm, mmm, vaccines, free burger and free vaccine, and, and free, and free fries, all I got to do is get the vaccine, sign me up, and my wife goes, that's not real, and I said, oh yeah, that's real, and she goes, that is the mayor of New York who did that, and I said, oh yeah, I'll show it to you, and my wife, now you guys, you got to remember something, we live in the political world, we live in the political theater, Okay, we see everything when it happens all day. The majority of Americans do not. The majority of Americans do not see that video. They do not see him making that stupid smacking noise while he's eating burgers and fries, begging people to go get a vaccine that is not even cleared for anything outside of an emergency use, which is years away from even being labeled an actual vaccine, if you ask me and many people, many other people. Okay, so when I showed her this, she said, that's brainwashing. I said, say that again, because I know what that is. But again, you got to realize the majority of the Americans do not see these videos, do not know this stuff. If they did, there's no way. There's no way that anybody in the world in the right mind would think that Joe Biden won or, or, or will even go out and ever vote for these people ever again. And she said, that's, that's brainwashing. And I said, well, how do you mean? Because I wanted to get my wife's actual opinion on this. I, I said, well, how do you mean that's brainwashing? And she goes, what he's doing right there is he's making it so that when somebody goes out and gets a burger or fries for the next few months, if they, if they heard that or if they seen that, they're going to instantly think vaccine. I said, exactly. And she goes, so you're brainwashing people. She goes, and God forbid a kid sees that. God forbid if a, a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old sees that, they're going to be begging mom and dad to go get the vaccine. And once they're begging mom and dad to go get the vaccine and mom and dad won't take them to go get the vaccine, the next best step is to beg their guidance counselor or the teacher for the vaccine. Well, I really want the vaccine, but my mom and dad won't let me get it. Oh, you do? Well, come here. Come into the guidance office real quick. Jab! Because that's going to happen. It's already happening in a lot of places where they're saying that you don't need any kind of parental consent for your children to get stuck with something. So my wife is like, that is straight brainwashing. I said, yeah, I know. Then I showed her another one where a newscast, and I'm sure you've all seen it too, because it it's, you know, it's a good two months old at this point, but where they were getting free uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. 
And the newscast was going nuts. They're like, ooh, 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 I've been waiting for this day. I've been waiting for this day because I've been waiting, waiting to show that I've got my vaccination so I can get a free Krispy Kreme donut. And I just want to go, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? You've been waiting for this day. For this day, for real, so that you can show your vaccination card to your new staff and to the person who went out and got the Krispy Kreme donuts so that you can get your free donut? <laughs> oh, yay! Nobody uh, cares. Here's a dollar. Go get a Krispy Kreme donut. You didn't have to wait for today to show your vaccine card so you can get a free Krispy Kreme donut. If you wanted a Krispy Kreme donut, here's 99 cents. Go get one. Calm down with your brainwashing 24-7, 365 marketing campaign in order to make people want to take this thing. And folks, just like the old rule of thumb, if the police arrest you and they're trying to interrogate you or trying to make you admit to something, they wouldn't need to make you to admit to something if they already had you guilty of the crime. Same thing that goes along here, ladies and gentlemen. Same thing here. They're trying to make you take it because they know they can't make you take it. They know legally. I don't care what the news stations say. I don't care what the Department of Justice says. I don't care what any of them says. They cannot make you take it. So they're doing anything they can, even putting out threatening rhetoric of, you'll be fired, and you'll be... Okay, maybe, maybe businesses can fire you, but at the end of the day, they cannot physically, in the United States of America, make you take this vaccine. Under so many different por- uh, parts of the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. Specifically... The Fourth Amendment. Specifically the Fourth Amendment. So there's many, many others, ladies and gentlemen, that they uh, reasons that they can't make you take it. So they're doing this stuff. And talk about cringy. Talk about really, really weird, cringy stuff. Now, here's the point I want to make before we take uh, uh, a quick little social media break here. Here's the point I want to make. Check this out. <clears throat> My daughter, four years old, by the, goes by the name of Lily Harrell. She is a blessing, a miracle, and a firecracker. And anybody knows, any, any one of you who were following me back then knows the story of how much of a miracle she actually is. But my daughter has never once worn a mask. Four years old has never once worn a mask. We've never put a mask on her, and she has never watched us mask up. Only her brothers and sisters when they go into the school last year. And, my, and they would have the, uh, the ones that went around their neck, and they just pull up like this, just so they could get in and get into the school and sit down and take them down. Okay? So she says to me the other day, she's watching this uh, show where this family is, goes to this uh, water park. And they're on YouTube. It's a family. It's a kid's show. And the kids are all masked up. Now get this. They're masked up to get into the water park. They're masked up when they're buying their tickets. They walk over to the pool with the same people they just were in line with. And then they can take off their masks and go swimming. Stupidest thing ever, right? So my daughter looks at me four years old and she goes, Daddy, I want a mask. And I said, what? She goes, I want to wear a mask. I said, no, you don't, honey. Those are only for really sick people. Because it's hard to explain to a four-year-old. And she said, but they're not sick. Because she's smart enough to figure that out. She said, they're not sick, Daddy. And I said, no, well, maybe the people of the maybe the people that own the park, the water park, think that they're sick. And she goes, Daddy, but I want one. They're really cool. And I said, no, they're not really cool, honey. They're really bad and they can make you really sick. And she started throwing a fit because she wants a mask. That is brainwashing, and she's not even exposed to it like our 10-year-olds, our 11-year-olds, our 12-year-olds, our 13-year-olds, our high schoolers. She's not exposed to it like that and still wants one. So think of the damage that it's doing to the kids who are exposed to it 24-7. I told my wife that because it it was when she was gone to the wedding this weekend, the wedding she was in, and uh, she said she said that, and I said, yeah. And she's just so incredibly sad that our four-year-old said that. That's Brainwashing 101. Let me move to social media. We're going to be right back with some more news and a special announcement, of course, from Mike Lindell. We'll be right back. Um, Lisa said, can they cut off your credit cards and finances? Well, some, some credit card companies have already done that because of your political affiliation. So, yes, that's coming, and that's exactly what I was talking about. Unvaccinated people might have problems with their banks. We've been talking about that for weeks here. For weeks. Uh, Sheila says, wow, and Sharon says, oh no, my foreign, um, Love Hot Tulsa says, my four and two-year-old granddaughters love wearing masks, and it makes me cringe. 
it's a scary they've already changed society they have already structurally engineered society my three-year-old will throw a mask away across the room that's awesome dallas awesome um victoria says that is truly sad that our children are being exposed to this 100 percent 100 percent and and the, and, the, and you can't do anything about it too because trying to explain that to a four-year-old you're not you're not going to get through to them. I mean, you can you can try to explain it to them, but they're not going to understand the severity of it, right? They just see other people wearing masks, and they say, "Well, I want to do that too." It's pretty scary stuff, folks. It's pretty scary, pretty pretty scary stuff. All right, a lot of stuff is 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 riding on what President Trump is doing behind the scenes, and what people like Mike Lindell are doing behind the scenes. And I know a lot of you already know about this, but for those who don't, here's a special message from my pillow guy. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what MyPillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Except don't use the promo code that was on the screen. Use promo code LFA and you can get all those discounts plus many more. Alright guys, back here. I am going to uh, really blow your minds with the CDC. here. I'm not going to blow your minds because a lot of you know about it. But we're going to break down some CDC stuff right now. And some of it you might not know. And some of it you're going to need to arm yourselves when we're t- when you're talking to people who just want to cram that mask right back down your throat and lock you down based on the numbers. The numbers are going up and you're killing grandma. Here we go again, ladies and gentlemen, lockdown part two, but we're not going to take it. We're not going to take it. No, we ain't going to take it because that was false and fake and never happened. And every time you say it, Dr. Fauci, all we hear is... All right, ladies and gentlemen, the CDC put out a statement talking about their test kits. Folks, you wondered, you've wondered why, and you guys have probably already heard this, but we're going to break it down in, in, a, in a little bit more, uh, shed some more light on it. You have heard by now that flu was completely eradicated the last 18 months. That flu cases were just eradicated and they were gone. You and I, for 18 months, have said, wait, something's fishy here. All the same symptoms that you are saying are COVID-like symptoms are exactly to the T flu-like symptoms. And we just think that you guys are probably screwing the numbers up a little bit. And every month, the CDC would have to backtrack or change its numbers. VAERS would have to change its numbers. There'd be so many different conflicting stories about what was actually COVID deaths. Then there was one time where they had to take them way down, tens of thousands, because they said, well, these weren't really COVID deaths, but they were labeled COVID deaths and blah, 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 blah. Well, the FDA announced that CDC PCR tests for COVID-19 has failed its review. Emergency use authorization authorization has been completely revoked and the most serious type of recall that they've ever done. All measurements based on the PCR testing should come to an end immediately and they're giving companies until December 31st to come up with a new method of testing for COVID-19. Now, why would they come up why would they need to come up with a new method for test kits for COVID-19? Keep in mind that we found out us patriots found out a long time ago, ladies and gentlemen, that the Chinese were actually sending faulty COVID test kits to Georgia. Remember that? Millions of them went into Georgia and California. Well, now, folks, the CDC and the FDA have had to come out with a statement saying that the test kits for the last 18 months have not been able to differentiate between COVID or the flu 
because it cannot detect different strands of SARS-CoV-2 flu strands. They just don't, they don't know. They can't tell the difference. So now it makes 100 perfect percent, uh, 100 perfect percent sense that the flu was not eradicated, that they were counting hundreds of thousands of flu cases as COVID cases because they could not tell the difference. So now the FDA has revoked the emergency use of the PCR test kits. Hmm, kind of funny, isn't it? Now, you don't have to get that from me. You can get that right from the CDC website itself. You can get that right from them, and they've been given until December thir- uh, 20, December 31st, excuse me, 2021, to come up with new and up-to-date COVID testing kits that actually meet the requirements to be uh, classified as emergency or full use. So, hmm, imagine that, folks. Imagine that. It's fun to be right again. But, of course, you're not going to hear CNN talk about this. You barely are hearing Fox News say anything about this. You're definitely not going to hear Richard Maddow and MSDNC talk about this. I'm sure you're hearing this right now on OAN. I'm sure you're hearing it on Real America's Voice News, Newsmax, and RSBN, and maybe a few smaller, you know, Uh, news publications, but you're not hearing this on major news. Now, this is a few days old, but I really wanted to have it, I I really wanted to see how they were going to combat this before I reported on it. Otherwise, I'm just reporting on it. I wanted to see them throw Fauci right in front of every camera. I wanted to see him throw uh, the, the, what's her name, The, the, the lady that runs the CDC now. I wanted to see them throw her right in front of a camera, and she couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Fauci couldn't do it. They didn't even bother didn't even bother talking about the test kits. But it's weird because now they're saying, well, you have to get vaccinated if you work for this and company. If you choose not to get vaccinated, then you have to be tested every week, which is quite convenient. Tested for what? Using what? You're going to continue to use faulty tests to test me if I have some kind of COVID strain when it could be a flu? Get out of here. We're not falling for that. We're not following for any of it anymore. And the lockdowns are not going to be nearly as stringent as they were last year because people are like, yeah, no. Sorry. Sorry. Not doing it. So I decided I'd go a little further. And I decided that I would do what we did last week when it, as it pertained to the fact checkers. And that was follow some money. So I decided to follow some money to find out who really influences the decisions of the CDC. Is it crooked politicians? Is it lobbyists? Is it global leaders? Well, we know it's money. We know it's money. Funny thing about it is, is that when we traced back the people who paid for the third-rate, third-party Facebook fact-checkers, we found out that it was a company who had billions of dollars of stock in Johnson & Johnson. So here we are, finding out that the people who are paying the fact-checkers are actually tied to pharmaceutical companies, and we're right back to finding out, following the money, that who funds the CDC other than the people who push the vaccines, push the jabs, and pharmaceutical companies. In addition to congressional appropriations, the CDC receives approximately $12 million a year in global funding throughout foundations and other donors, including the Bloomberg family, Foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, who are completely divorced now as of today, and the CDC Foundation. All of them have ties or ownership in vaccine companies. So all you have to do, folks, is follow public information, and you find out that the people that are really running and changing society and running the censorship and running the narrative and running the show is the people that need $20 billion for your first shot, $20 billion for your second shot, and $30 billion for your booster shot. And meanwhile, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, and the rest of them are raking in billions and billions and billions of dollars that they're making your children pay for in order to fund these companies to put out a vaccine that you don't want that they're going to try to force you to take. And who funds them? Who funds the people that are suggesting that you do this? Who funds the organization that closed the northern border to Canada but won't close the southern border where a majority of the COVID cases are coming from in a weird, weird 
reality that they live in, who funds them? Mm, people associated with pharmaceutical companies. Oh, round and round we go where we stop. Nobody knows, I guess. But that is kind of incredible, isn't it? That the CDC, the, the same people that are running everybody's lives right now, have ha, has suggested to Joe Biden to close the northern border. So the northern border is closed due to the science and the data backing that science that says we're letting too many people in with COVID. So they closed down the border to Canada while not even talking about the southern border where all the COVID cases are coming from. You see, folks? And the reason, and I know this is kind of like banter fodder for all of you guys because you guys have heard all this many, many times. But the more we harp on it and the more you share this information with people that are just maybe on the cusp of learning this stuff, the more damage we can do to the evil that's trying to take over this world. Amen? All right, folks, we're going to move along. Oh, by the way, by the way, (laughs) I forgot to tell you about this one. So you already know that the party, the left, the liberals, are always screaming about climate. Climate change used to be global warming until they found out that things were actually cooling in most parts of the world. So they had to change the name from global warming to climate change and say, well, it's still snow. It's still cold. It's still pattern changes. You know, weather changes all the time, blah, blah, blah. We're so worried about the climate. Can't build the wall because of the climate. Can't build the wall because of the environment. Right? Animals uprooting squirrels and worms and centipedes and anything else that might live on the border. However, folks, 1.6 billion masks have polluted much of the oceans in the last 18 months. 1.6 billion masks, study was just done, have polluted much of the world's oceans in the year of 2020 going into 2021. Do you know how many years that will take? In order to disappear, in order to decompose, 450 years. So the 1.6 billion masks that liberals are so, that so love to wear, and the, and the masks that they forced upon you to wear that you end up throwing out or throwing on the ground or finding in, the, in, in an alley or a ditch with some syringes nowadays, it'll take 450 years for those masks that are already into the environment to decompose. How come we don't hear that in Nancy Pelosi's speech? How come we don't hear that? I thought we cared about the environment. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought we cared about the environment, though. Anyway, the environment, and we'll move on. Let's talk about Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for a minute. And I'm going to pull this up so I can read this to you guys. Um, this, is a, this is a story that I wanted to run earlier. I just didn't have time to run it. But let's go back to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, as it pertains to the elections. So, Milwaukee... Elections executive, and she goes by the name, hold on, let me get this here, so I get this right, of Claire Woodall Vogg. If you are in Wisconsin, you're going to want to know about this, and definitely I'm sure that John Wickman running for governor knows about this already. But Milwaukee elections executive Woodall Vogg has literally been caught laughing about the fraud that took place on November 3rd, 2020. How do we know she was caught? Because of an email in the early hours of November 4th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, excuse me, a batch of 143,379 ballots, all for Joe Biden, none for Trump. 143,379 ballots, all for Biden, zero for Trump. That happened on November 4th. On Saturday, this last Saturday, an email was leaked that shows the culprits behind the drop were laughing about it. So we all know how many states um, that dropped huge numbers of ballots stealing the race for Joe Biden. On November 4th, America woke up to see the results of the massive fraud in multiple swing states. Let's read the email that Woodall, Claire Woodall Vogue actually sent. And she sent this on November 4th, 2020 at 4:17 a.m. and it says this. It's come from. It comes from Ryan Chu and then goes back to Ryan Chu. And Ryan says, "Damn, Claire, you have a flair for drama, delivering just the margin needed at 3 a.m. I bet you had those votes counted at midnight and just wanted to keep the world waiting!" Exclamation point. In which the return email says, LOL, dot, or LOL, period. I just wanted to wait 
to say I had been awake for a full 24 hours. What? You're literally making fun of the fact that you guys dropped off 143,000 fraudulent illegal ballots for Joe? And Ryan Chu says, you have a flair for drama delivering just the margin needed at 3 a.m. Then he goes on to say, Winners always believe they won fairly. The aim of an election official is that losers recognize they lost fairly. And then he quotes Benjamin Franklin, a republic if you can keep it. Arrogance, ladies and gentlemen. The same arrogance that is going to have justice served on these people in a way that we have never seen justice be served ever, ever before in our lifetime. Just the margin we needed at 3 a.m. Yay! So I think we have some homework to do. And I think on tomorrow's show, we are going to call Miss Claire, whatever her name is, and we're going to call her office, and we're going to ask her about this email. So make sure uh, that you're ready to do that. Make sure you have your fingers ready to start hitting that phone number. Because tomorrow we're going to call and say, what's that all about? What's that all about? you making fun of the fact that you guys stole the election and put these ballots in way too late. And how come none of them were for President Trump? I told you Wisconsin was the lowest hanging fruit. And that's also because a federal judge said that 200 and some 220,000 ballots there should have been set aside and never were. So, <laughs> got a lot going on, folks. Got a lot going on. Anyway, we're going to take a co-wick break. I'm going to sip on some of this coffee and regroup and get ready for the next segment. So, we'll be right back. After a little message from Real America's Voice News. Here we go. Hey, War Room Posse. Real America's Voice and the War Room's voice just got louder. Look, we're rolling out throughout the country because of this grassroots movement and support that you give us. The fight against the corporate interest, the extreme left, the woke media, the woke corporations, Wall Street is only going to get tougher and more meaningful. You now can see us on your local TV stations. Check out locally where you can get Real America's Voice and the War Room. Check it out. Real America's Voice and the War Room coming to a TV station near you. All right, I got a lot to get through, folks, so we're just going to get right back into it here. We have a Dumb Dumb Award to give away today, and it's really going to be a double Dumb Dumb. It's really going to kind of be a double Dumb Dumb Award for Tweedledee and Tweedledum. That's what I like to call the two of them when they think that they're doing something together that really just shows how dumb they are. But the Dumb Dumb Award of the day, right there in that swamp donkey bucket, is going to go to Tweedledee and Tweedledum, and that is Governor de Blasio, I mean, uh, Mayor de Blasio in New York City, excuse me, and Governor Chris Cuomo. Sorry, I get the two of them mixed up sometimes because I don't know which one's a bigger dum-dum. But anyway, Mayor de Blasio and Governor Cuomo. So let's go ahead and play the video from Governor Cuomo first about why he's getting the dum-dum award of today and really why it's, it's because of the crackdowns that they're doing in New York. It's because of the crackdowns that they're doing with the virus. And we all know what Tony, the restaurant owner in California, said. Maybe your brother should be answering questions about, you know, people's health. And, I don't know, murdering people? But uh, anyway, this is from Chris, Chris Cuomo. And uh, what the new plans are if you're going to be uh, in the state of New York working. And he's, going to, and he's begging. He's literally begging. But you know in front of cameras he's begging. Behind cameras, he's threatening. Don't believe me? Here we go. Check this out. Private businesses, I am asking them and suggesting to them go to vaccine only admission. Go to vaccine only admission. We did this, Radio City Music Hall, months ago, reopened vaccine only, sold out all the shows, sports arenas. They went up to about 90% vaccine only. Private businesses, bars, restaurants, go to a vaccine only admission. I believe it's in your best business interest. You know, if I go to a bar and I want to have a drink and I want to talk to the person next to me, I want to know that that person is vaccinated. Why, if you're vaccinated? If I go to a restaurant and I'm sitting at a table... Hmm. And the table right next to me, I want to know that they're vaccinated. Well, you can't. That's illegal. I believe it's in your business interest to run a vaccine-only establishment. 
We're the first state in the nation to have something called the Excelsior Pass. Rob Mejica made it a reality. What an idiot. We have passes. They're on apps. They're on phones. It's very simple. You can operate a restaurant and just say... You have to show that you were vaccinated when you walk in the door. Okay, we're going to stop giving that guy any airtime because he is a king of dum-dums. He murders people. He sexually assaults people. He's more than probably raped somebody in his lifetime. That's me throwing out a pretty hefty accusation about a murdering, sexually assaulting governor who doesn't know his butt from his elbow. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the guy that's begging and pleading to businesses to only allow vaccinated people again. Segregation. Pushing segregation, pushing bullying, pushing, taking away freedom of choice, hurting people's pursuit of happiness. And yeah, he's probably right. Attendance for those places probably did go to 90%. You want to know why? Because attendance wasn't allowed at 100%, number one. So he's not taking a 90% out of 100% because they did not allow people to go back in at 100% capacity. And also, you literally are allowing people to do something for the first time in your state or city that they haven't done in 18 months, of course they're going to do whatever they can to get out in most, in most people's eyes. Okay, if they're going to do whatever they can to get out, especially when they're told that the vaccine is safe. But guess what? That was before 12,000 people were reported to be dead from taking the vaccine on VAERS, which we know is probably uh, one-fifth of the actual amount, and we've already gone over that as well. So again, this guy's begging you, and the reason he's begging these these businesses to do this is because he can't legally make these businesses do this. All he can do is threaten to give them a very hard time. That's all he can do. He can threaten to give them a very hard time, which he will do because he's that kind of scumbag. Him and his brother are those kinds of scumbags. They are definitely people that should not be running a, a, a state or giving people advice via the news because they're that much scumbags. Now here is de Blasio saying that you can't even be hired unless you're vaccinated. Check this out. We want to see the private sector. We've seen massive movement in the private sector in the last few days. Talked about what Danny Meyer did uh, with the Union Square Hospitality Group. You're seeing major corporations all over the country acting and more and more small businesses acting as well. So absolutely want to affirm and support all the businesses that are putting whatever type of vaccine mandate in place works for them, for their employees, for their customers, anything and everything they can do, we support. Now, today we're taking another step on the vaccine mandates for the city of New York, for our city workers, effective immediately. Every single new person hired by the city of New York, before they report to work, they must provide proof of vaccination. Every new employee must provide proof of vaccination or they cannot start their new job. Okay, now here's what's going to happen, folks. Here's what's going to happen. So many people are going to walk away from their jobs because they're not getting it, or so many people are going to get fired because they're not getting it. And guess what happens next? These employers hire nobody because they can't hire anybody now. So you are going to force employers to get rid of the only employees that they can get because they cannot get anybody else to work. You think an employer is going to do that? You think an employer is going to do that? You think an employer is actually going to get rid of the only help that they can get and try to struggle to stay alive? They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that on their own unless you make them because there's nobody to work in these, in these jobs. There's just nobody because the government's paying them too much to stay at home. You're creating a crisis upon a crisis upon a crisis, but maybe that's exactly what they want. Oh, and did I tell you that Lindsey Graham just caught COVID and he's double vaccinated? He's been fully vaccinated and Lindsey Graham just caught COVID. Huh. Funny how that works, isn't it? Folks, I know that this is depressing. I know that it pushes your anxiety up. I know that people are having stress because they keep hearing around them everywhere, coming in, coming in, mandating, mandating, but just say no. And if you want to give reasons, cite VAERS. Cite the amount of deaths that have happened in one year compared to the previous 13 years combined behind them. Cite the fact about the lady who got her legs amputated and probably now has to have her hands amputated because the disease literally made her swell, her legs swell up and, and, and rot to completely to nothing. Cite these things and say, I'm not doing it because of these reasons if you really need to know. 
But on top of that, just because I don't want to, go ahead, fire me. But remember, if you fire me, somebody who's well-skilled for this job, well-qualified for this job, knows how to do this job, somebody that you don't have to put any money into training or hiring, you're going to have to come out of pocket that much and more than likely get some kind of a civil lawsuit against you from me. Whether I win or lose, I want to be a pain in your butt. Make them understand what they're going to have to deal with if they try to go down this road. That is how you fight back. Cite actual facts and say, is this reason enough for me not want to not want to get it? Again, Lindsey Graham just caught COVID and he's double vaccinated. Suck on an egg. That's what I'd say. Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, back in reality, away from the elderly, murdering, bigoted, BLM-loving politicians who like to run, ruin New York and, and New York City, elections expert Seth Keschel released his national findings or his national fraud numbers. Now, this guy's been going state to state. He's been going state by state, talking about how he's figuring out how much election fraud there was. You have state legislatures doing forensic audits. You have Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com doing the Dominion stuff. Again, like, like Bannon says, land, air, sea attack. You have patriots doing everything they can, and you have people like this, and uh, like Seth Keschel, and people like Javon Hutton Pulitzer, who are out there and they really know what they're doing. So let me read this to you. Elections expert Seth Keschel released a national fraud number that he finally, his, his review, and he finds that 8.1 million votes minimum in the U.S. election were given to President, or given to resident Biden and taken from President Trump. And he affirms that President Trump won Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, and Minnesota, but also, also affirms that uh, he believes that there was cyber flipping that happened and that affected the results in New Mexico, Virginia, New Jersey, and New Hampshire. And we already know that's true in New Hampshire. Now, how is he figuring this out? Well, let's read. So just in case you guys don't remember the last time we talked about this guy. Retired Army Intelligence Captain, Elections Data Expert, and former Baseball Analyst, Ken Keschel, released his final national fraud numbers over the weekend. Seth Keschel examined the final vote counts in all 50 states compared to the estimated numbers based on changing state dynamics and trends to come up with his estimate voter fraud in each state. And if you go to, um, actually, Gateway Pundit's got a really good uh, chart for each state and explains to you how much is in each state. And he says that Biden at least was given 8.1 million votes. This is all part of everything that's going to come out in culmination of these election audits. The uh, Mike Lindell's findings, whatever President Trump's team is doing, and this kind of stuff. Of course, you've got Garland Favorito down there. you got so many people that are, that are bringing so many different views on this that Mike Lindell actually says that on the 13th of August... After his symposium is done, Joe Biden and cackling Kamala Harris are going to have no choice but to be to resign. Now, I don't know how true that is. I don't know if it'll happen. I know it's not going to happen. They're never going to resign. They will go to the grave with this lie. But whatever it is that Mike Lindell is going to show in that symposium, apparently he thinks by all rights, Biden and Kamala should resign. So let's just continue to keep on going with what we're working on. Let's continue to keep on watching what people like Seth Keschel are putting out because the truth is in the numbers, folks. Where there's smoke, there's fires, and the truth is in the numbers. So I'm going to go ahead and play that drum roll because we are going to give Seth Keschel the Smarty Award right here on August 2nd, 2021 on Live from America because anybody who continues to fight like this and put everything on the line and actually has an expertise behind analytics and stuff like that, I think they deserve a Smarty Award. Don't you? All right, folks. Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> Usually, we're throwing a dum-dum award at Kevin McCarthy. Today, however, we're not. Today, we're not the ones that are putting Kevin McCarthy in hot water, in deep waters, whatever you want to say. No, no, no. Today, it's the liberal left who is asking for Kevin McCarthy to resign. Literally to resign. And the reason why they're asking Kevin McCarthy to resign is because of statements that he made at a Republican fundraising and strategic event where he's talking about taking the gavel from Nancy Pelosi. 
I want you to hear this. It's only an audio. It's all that was leaked. But this is why they're asking for him to resign. Okay, it's hard to understand, but he said, I want you all to know one thing. If we win the majority, you're all invited. Ooh, yay. Yay. Blah, 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 blah. Okay? I'll try to, I'll try to say what he says because it's hard to hear. He said, more importantly, I want you all to watch Nancy Pelosi hand me that gavel. Okay, hold on. There he goes. He said, it'll be hard not to hit her with it, but I want her to hand me that gavel. So because he made a joke where he said, it'll be hard not to hit her with it, and I'd say the same thing. You know how hard it would be? <laughs> My flesh would want to take that hammer and just bonk right on the head. What's that game? Whack-a-mole? <laughs> Whack-a-mask? <laughs> That's, oh man! You guys, we just came up with a new, we just came up with a new board game. Whack-a-mask. Where Tony Fauci's head pops up with a mask and you whack it. And then Nancy Stretchface Armstrong head pops up and her face is drooping and her mask is holding it up and you whack it. Right? And then little pencil neck shift sticks his pencil neck head up above and you whack it. And when you hit him, the mask falls off. Whack a mask. <laughs> oh, I think we just created a million dollar idea. We've got the old, we've got the old pin the mask on the swamp donkey. And as long as we can make the whack a mask board game, I think conservative families across the nation will buy it. Kevin McCoward, you came up with some something smart there. Oh, I didn't even think about that till just now. Whack a mask. <laughs> and every time you hit one of them, they say like a famous saying. You know what I mean? You hit Nancy Pelosi and she just <laughs> spits all over and says, mark my worth. Trump is not going to be president. Okay? Then you hit Tony Fauci and he's like, we have to get herd immunity and you got to stop whacking me on the head. <laughs> And then you hit Biden, and he goes, whoa, 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 What the heck, man? What's going on, man? Come on, man. Don't hit me. I'm corn pop. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> I'd buy that in a second. And my kids and I would have fun playing with that on a family board game night. Oh, man. Whack-a-mask. <laughs> Featuring your favorite Democrats party. <laughs> but anyway, the left is asking for Kevin McCoward to resign because he said he'd hit her. It'd be hard not to hit her with the... Hammer afterwards. Anyway, let's go ahead and give the next Dumb Dumb Award, shall we? Woo! The next Dumb Dumb Award is going to go to, well, specifically, specifically to, what's her name there? Uh, Megan Rapinoe, the, 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 the team captain for the women's soccer uh, team, the women's Olympic soccer team. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, not only are they not going to make America proud by bringing home a gold, uh, they're not going to make America proud by bringing home a silver. No, ladies and gentlemen, the most that we have to look forward to is the women's soccer team, the woke women's soccer team, to bring home a bronze in their recent loss to Canada. And now they'll be fighting for a bronze medal this weekend. Hmm. American uh, exceptionalism, right? Make America fail again, like we did under Obama. Well, ladies and gentlemen, maybe Megan Rapinoe should spend more time practicing and team building rather than virtue signaling and tearing down her nation. So in light of the fact that she doesn't want to be a team player, in light of the fact that she doesn't love America, and in light of the fact that they're at best going to bring home a bronze medal, I figured we'd play this video of Megan Rapinoe crying. Usually we see her calling you a racist on some kind of talk show. Usually we see her in some kind of Wheaties commercial with her purple hair and her virtue signaling hating America. But today, we get to see Megan Rapinoe cry because they're not bringing home a gold or a silver. Here we go. Okay, we just couldn't figure it out anywhere, really, on the field. Um, we just, yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but this is, yeah, it's certainly not one of our better performances, that's for sure. After the final whistle, Carly Lloyd took her a little bit to stand up off the field. I saw you go over kind of give her a pat on the back. What emotions uh, are you feeling at this point as, as you see her react? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we've been 
you know, in this a long time together. Um, oh, oh. We're, we're both closer to the end than uh, at the beginning, and we've shared, you know, a lot of those happy moments on the field, and, uh, you know, not that many sad moments, but we've had a few. Oh, you had a lot of sad moments. We don't even really need Trust to, me. You know, say anything. It just is tough. Um, you know, one of the greatest players that's ever pulled this jersey on. Um, this is probably, I mean, who knows, it might not be the last Olympics, but it probably is. Um, Good. You know, Thank you. Want, you know, to send everybody out on the happiest note, and, uh, you know, we weren't able to do that today. Just another loser, ladies and gentlemen, who cannot... Oh, 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 hold on. Just another loser who cannot hold her own. Who cannot say what she said, she, do what she said she was going to do. Maybe, maybe all those moments that you talked about that were, that were happy and sad, maybe none of it really mattered. Maybe the only thing that mattered was how you represented the United States of America. And how you represented America, sir, <laughs> was terrible. You failed. You stomped on the American flag. You stomped on the American dream. You stomped on the pursuit of happiness. You stomped on all of the, uh, of the, of the uh, people in the military who fought for freedom in this country. And you, literally, failed. That is what losing is. That is what losing is. So you continue to lose, sir. And we will continue to not care. Nobody cares. All right, also, Alabama, President Trump is coming to Alabama, ladies and gentlemen. He will be coming to, where is it at? Coleman, Alabama, on Saturday, August 21st at the York Family Farm. Again, that is Coleman, Alabama, and August 21st at the York Family Farm. And President Trump has raised $120 million, ladies and gentlemen, that he'll be working with. Uh, to fight what happened on November 23rd and to fight forward for America. So make sure you go pre uh, check out President Trump in Alabama on August 21st at the York Family Farm. And I'm going to leave you today with the video that me and my daughter made this this weekend. She wanted to, she wanted to uh, we were spending some daddy-daughter daddy date time together, and she wanted to learn a dance. What dance did she want to learn? Well, she wanted to learn the new song, Fancy Like. I was like, okay, I'd heard it before. I think it's catchy. So here is me and my daughter doing a video this weekend, dancing to Fancy Like. If you haven't seen it, I hope you like it. Here we go. Two straws, one check, girl, I got you. Bougie like Natty in the styrofoam. Sweet squeaking in the truck, bedding all the way home. Some Alabama jamming, she my Dixie land the light. That's how we do, how we do. Fancy like ooh. Fancy like ooh. Let's play it one more time, shall we? Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got to Bourbon Street stay with the Oreo shake. Get some whipped cream on the top two. Two straws, one check, girl, I got you. Bougie like Natty in the styrofoam. Sweet squeaking in the truck, bedding all the way home. Some Alabama jamming, she my Dixieland of life. That's how we do, how we do. Fancy like. Me and my daughter just have a whole bunch of fun. And she's the one, ladies and gentlemen, when you get your Bible or your Swamp Donkey sticker or your thank you card in the mail this week or next week, all of them were done by her, helping me hand fill out everything. Ah, she's my wonderful baby girl, folks. So that's us dancing. And that the reason why I ended with that is because I want to encourage you to make sure that you still spend time enjoying America. America still exists at its heart. America still exists in the heartland, and it still exists in most rural areas. Enjoy it while you're fighting for it. Make sure you keep the traditions alive for your kids so that they don't just see doom, gloom, and destruction. Again, you don't want your kids turning on CNN and MSDNC and Fox News just to get bad news all day, so don't show them bad news all day. Show them the gospel, show them the fun times, show them the traditions and the pastimes of America. And everything will stay as it's always been if we just keep fighting for it and do those things which keep it alive. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Live from America tonight. I want to encourage you to go to JeremyHarrell.com. Check out the new Live from America and JeremyHarrell.com hats. 
And uh, also, sign up for the newsletter, and consider becoming a monthly donor, because it's all viewer-funded, and every bit of it helps. God bless you. Remember, there are right ways, and there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh, so stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you. Have a great evening. Share the video out, and I'll see you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. God bless you, folks. See you later.